the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I've got a little summer doldrums going on. Kind of winding down the summer, heading towards fall. Market seems to have a little bit of it too. The month of August feels blah. SP 500 down 5 today, Dow down 60, NASDAQ down 13. To talk about this and more, Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hi, Rob. Doing fine. Thank you. Are you with me on this uh, little summertime blahs, or are we going to get some excitement coming in the coming months? Right. No, I'm, I'm with you. I think uh, you know the market is kind of sensing that it uh, needs some time here to take a breather and coming off of that uh, that really big week a few weeks ago when you had the FOMC meeting, the ECB meeting, the July employment report, um, you know, it kind of served as an inflection point there and in that uh, the rally we saw off the late June lows. And, and so now we got some, you know, some profit taking that's setting in here, understandably so. I mean, you saw the market gain uh, almost 10% in the six-week period that began June 24th. So that's a tremendous run. And so, you know, what we're seeing here is you've got people that uh, are uh, on vacation. You know, it's a popular period for uh, vacation schedules, and uh, and I think that's factoring into the uh, lackluster action we're seeing of late. So I think there is a growing consensus, at least in the media, um, in that world. You're in the financial world. We're different worlds. Um, that there's going to be a 1987-style crash, that September, October, we get the Fed, you know, announcing a new leader, we get the debt ceiling, we get, uh, you know, budget crisis, we get sequestration really starting to take more and more effect. Uh, we going to get a 1987-style crash if you're a predictor, if you're a, a betting man, would you wager one's coming? Right. Well, of course, you know, none of us uh, has a perfect track record of predicting the future, uh, but we all certainly know the past, and it seems like uh, uh, just about this time every year you seem to get these um, uh, commentaries or predictions, if you will, that the market is setting up for a very perilous period in September and October because, well, you know, that's when some nasty things have happened in the past. Now, uh, you know, is it going to be, are we going to get a crash? I, you know, I don't know. I mean, what we've been selling our readers all along here as you ride this easy wave of liquidity is to make sure you're riding it with a life preserver, right? Um, because you just don't know. I mean, the market is being artificially supported with the Fed policy, and uh, and strange things can happen in an, in an instant. Um, you can get some very, um, uh, if you will, some weak-minded uh, money in there, you know, where you get some investors that got in late on this rally and they're quick to be shaken out at any, you know, sign of a, of a pullback. And uh, and if you have some news-driven event that gets the ball rolling, it can, it can, you know, escalate in a hurry. You know, a crash is not in our forecast. 
Um, we have said uh, here that we'd be more neutral on the market. Uh, we said as much in early June where we'd be selling into the strength, taking some profits off of the, uh, the big run we've had because we think, frankly, that you know the easy money, if you will, has been made in this run, and, and now you're looking at, uh, at near-term downside risk outweighing the near-term upside potential. So you just have to be aware that uh, you could get more of a, a concerted pullback than we've seen of late, but um, you know, no one knows for certain what the future holds, and I'm not going to go on record uh, you know, saying that we're going to get a crash in October. I know, but I had to ask, because <laughs> again, that's the swirling Sharknado moment of uh, we just have to find something to talk about in media and fill the microphone time. Let's take a look at summer retail. Uh, did you see the numbers this morning? I did, yeah. Um, you know, it was a good report, really. Uh, the retail sales uh, number came in line with expectations with the briefing.com consensus estimate. Retail sales were up two-tenths of a percent uh, in July, and excluding autos, uh, they were better than expected, up 0.5%. Um, one thing that caught our eye, really, was the core retail sales number. And what that is, that's the retail sales number that excludes auto sales, gasoline station sales, and building material sales. And that was up a healthy 0.5%, and that's going to be a factor that rolls into the PCE component of the third quarter GDP report. So that's an encouraging signal there, and we see that being manifested in the Treasury market today where we've seen long-term rates back up noticeably because that's a data point that would arguably uh, fit the idea that the Fed will go ahead and announce a tapering decision in September. I've heard people say both ways that it's going to matter, that it's not going to matter about the Fed tapering, that we kind of already know, therefore we had our bad moment with it. What camp are you in? Is tapering going to materially affect the results on the stock market? Will it materially affect earnings? What's your thoughts? Well, I don't know how it could not matter, right? I mean, the market has been artificially supported by QE1, QE2, QE3, Operation Twist, QE3+, plus, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and the fact of the matter is is that even though uh, monetary policy will be extremely accommodative still, any uh, move to start pulling back on that accommodation is, is a clear signal that we're now moving into a period where you're, you're getting – you know, you're at the beginning of the end of all of this really extremely accommodated monetary policy, or at least we would think so. Um, and, you know, we think that that's going to certainly cause some, some indigestion here for a market that's been so dependent uh, on a diet of monetary, uh, uh, on a diet of quantitative easing. And so, uh, you know, you've seen the adjustment in the Treasury market, obviously, but, uh, and you're going to see that continue to trickle through, we think, uh, as it relates to the housing market, which has been a pillar of strength here. But, you know, um, Rising mortgage rates uh, are going to crimp, you know, demand at the margin at the least, and could have some some greater impact. And we're seeing that concern reflected in a number of the home builder stocks, which have just been, um, you know, uh, really beaten up uh, pretty hardly. Notwithstanding all of the continued calls amongst economists that uh, the housing market is going to continue to be a positive contributor to GDP growth. It's kind of interesting. Um, I'm reading between the lines that you said. You almost used artificial stimulus. Do you not like the way the Federal Reserve has acted in the last five to ten years? Well, you know, we we think that what you know, Mr. Bernanke and, uh, and his cohorts did certainly in 2008, 2009 was was absolutely necessary, uh, and it has been without question a stabilizing influence for not only the the stock market, but certainly for you know the, the 
the real economy in our estimation. Now, what what is becoming apparent to us and has been apparent to us for a while, actually, is that notwithstanding all the um, support that's been provided through quantitative easing, you're not getting enough bang for that buck as it relates to real economic growth. It was a stabilizing factor, but it's not making enough of a difference to really warrant, uh, you know, the continued um, aggressive purchasing that, you know, that, that persists today. And so, um, so we think that really you're at that point here where kind of like the, the costs are not necessarily, are, where the costs are becoming greater than the benefits really, and it's probably time for the Fed to take a step back. Whether they will or not uh, is hard to say. I mean, the economic data overall, in our estimation, doesn't necessarily support them based on the grounds that the Fed has laid out. doesn't necessarily support them pulling back in September. Uh, but uh, we also think that uh, you know a number of people there are, are looking to get out of that program uh, as quickly as possible and will rationalize it by any means possible um, by looking at reports like the retail sales report as, as you know, kind of uh, evidence for them that suggests it's, you know, worthwhile to start pulling back. So, uh, but that could create some problems if we see the pullback and then you get a weak employment report, say, in October and November, and everyone steps back and says, uh-oh, now the Fed has, you know, started to taper, uh, the economy's rolling over again, uh, they're going to have to come in and buy more, and that's just going to hit the Fed's credibility, and you're kind of in a whole new ballpark there as to whether, you know, the market really has faith left in the, the Fed's ability to manage uh, uh, the real economy through its quantitative easing program. We've got about two minutes left in this segment, Mr. O'Hare. Anything that you want to highlight as important, relevant that you're working with? Yeah, well, you know, we're keeping a close eye on the um, the earnings report out of Walmart, which is coming out on Thursday. Um, you know, we've seen a uh, several retailers of late come out with some disappointing guidance, uh, mall-based retailers, if you will. So Walmart's obviously a different animal in that respect, but Walmart uh, obviously caters more toward the low to middle uh, income consumer, and um, and we're curious to hear what you know what Walmart has seen as it relates to the demand from that. Uh, income class, those income classes, uh, and looking at it as a potential sign for kind of how the economy might unfold here in the second half of the year. So it could be an important report there as it relates to, you know, kind of an overall big-picture point of view. One last comment from you, please. Uh, Last week, I think we got the jobs numbers in between the time we talked. Mm -hmm. They looked a little weaker than we want them to. If we're going to the thesis back half of the year, this is the first month of the back half of the year. Thoughts? Right. You mean the July employment report or the initial claims report? I was thinking July uh, employment report. Yeah, July employment. Yeah, you know, um, you know, saw aggregate earnings decline three tenths of a percent. So the retail sales strength we saw today was a bit surprising based on that number. But you're not getting a lot of real, uh, you know, su- you know, super strong job growth. And so that was not a report in our estimation that supported the case for a Fed tapering in September. And it certainly wasn't a a report that suggested to us that you're going to see uh, escape velocity, um, you know, see the economy hit escape velocity in the second half of the year either. Thanks very much. It's Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com, independent live market analysis, U.S. international markets. I like the content. I like the non-biased information. It's not going to teach you how to trade and make millions of dollars. There's no promises like that. But if you're going to work with Wall Street, if you're going to play um, with your 401k and learn about things and educate yourself, I don't think there's any better people in the business than the people at briefing.com. It's briefing.com. 
We'll take a break here. Come back, take a look at the markets, talk about money, talk about investing. I'll work on a story for you about your 401k in retirement. We'll take a break. Be right back. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.